This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Tonight, we don't even call ourselves married, married anymore. anymore. Yeah. Will and Jada's open marriage rumors reignited and the man who says he's in the middle. I'm not a troublemaker. He gave me his blessing. What the Smiths are saying now. Then, this is your captain speaking. Summer blockbuster season officially over everything we know about the big movies delayed again. Whoa. Plus, David Foster's career confessions. It's just the truth. The music super producer on working with Celine, Barbara, and his big argument over a Whitney Houston hit. I said to him, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Then, <laughs> the OG cast of NCIS together again. We're dropping in on their big reunion. I mean, the band is back together, y'all, right now. Hello and welcome everyone. For years there's been talk that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have an open marriage. Well now, singer August Alsina has gone on record saying it's true and that he was the other man. I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they've spoken on several times. We don't even call ourselves married, married anymore. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a life partnership. He gave me his blessing. And I have literally never been in love in that kind of a way. I don't want you to go. 27-year-old R&B singer August Alsina says his relationship with Jada lasted for years. Her reps call his claims absolutely not true. 
But August's story is putting the spotlight on the Smiths' unconventional marriage. I told Will, we're going to be together. We're going to be under the same roof. You might be on one end of that joker with somebody else. And I might always be on one end of this joker with yep. somebody else. But we're going to be yeah, in this joker together. Basically, they're like, oh, well, he has an open relationship. That's, that's not exactly it. The pact that we have made to one another is that I will deliver myself to her happy, and she will deliver herself to me happy. We've never been swingers. Never been swingers. Never been swingers. And people understood that that's a specific lifestyle. That's a really yeah. specific lifestyle. We've never been swingers. So here's what we know about August and Jada. They met about five years ago. He came to see Willow and Jaden perform in 2015 in London. And that's where we met. They were photographed together on the red carpet at the 2017 BET Awards. August was actually a guest on Jada's Red Table talk show the following year. He described how the 48-year-old star helped him overcome an addiction to Percocet. What was the moment that you decided you needed to get clean? I don't know, I was on tour or something, but you you called me and like literally broke down about oh yeah about it to feel your emotion and hear you bawling that was really a reality check for me and there was a lot of speculation that august 2019 song nunya was about jada why is you texting me asking who next to me it's unclear when he alleges things ended but august who made his claims during an interview promoting his new album says he's still shook. Walking away from it butchered me. Like, I, I'm shaking right now. Is it disappointing that she never addressed it um, to you? I really can't even, I never even can get into the thought of that because I'm only responsible for myself, right? Well, remember when Will Smith had that huge string of movies open right around the 4th of July? They called him Mr. July. Well, sadly, most theaters will be closed this weekend. The coronavirus is spiking, and summer blockbusters have been delayed again. I wasn't expecting an invitation back. From Wonder Woman to Maverick, some of summer's biggest sequels will now open in the fall and winter. Bill and Ted, they'll face the music two weeks later than originally expected in August. Whoa! Two major films moved to next month, Disney's Mulan and Tenet with Denzel's son, John David Washington and Robert Pattinson. Well, that from here hasn't happened yet. Without releasing movies in theaters, you can't get that billion dollar box office hit. And that's why we're seeing movies continue to delay and delay their theatrical release date rather than pushing it strictly to streaming and on demand. Cinemark, the first large chain to reopen, scrap plans to put more than 70 theaters back in business Friday. When they do open on July 24th, it won't be business as usual. They'll give customers seat wipes, hand sanitizer, and will limit capacity by blocking out seats. So you'll only see up to 50% of those seats able to be sold. And then it remains to be seen if moviegoers will even feel comfortable going into those theaters. Cinemark also just reversed its new policy of not requiring customers to wear face masks unless legally obligated. Smart move since that didn't work out so well for competitor AMC. There was immediate backlash with a lot of people saying that they were going to boycott AMC theaters and they quickly reversed course. Now masks are going to be required. 
AMC just delayed its reopening two more weeks to July 30th, as some of the areas resuming operations are now seeing COVID-19 surges. All New York theaters remain closed, while Hotspot LA backtracked on its plan to reopen July 15th. There's no guarantee. This is really a moving target, and we may not really see any summer box office whatsoever. How's exposure? Okay, good. Russell Crowe's new thriller, Unhinged, was supposed to be the first film to hit theaters next Friday, but that's been pushed to July 31st. The Oscar winner's been isolating in the bush of Australia, where he's kept safe from recent disasters. We went from drought to fire to flood and then into the pandemic, you know, without a breath. So it's been a, a series of events of late down here. But as you say, I'm isolating. Turns out, Kevin, for the last 30 years, I've been self-isolating on and off. <laughs> In Unhinged, Russell plays a murderous stalker on a rampage after a road rage incident. It's a dark role he initially turned down after playing disgraced former Fox News CEO Roger Ailes. My inclination was to just go home and have a bit of a long break, you know. And I read the script and all your mates come over and you start having a chat and what are you up to, what are you doing? The actors in particular, whether they were male or female, they would go, oh, that sounds fantastic. And I was like, does it? I got back on the phone and went, you know how I said no. <laughs> we reversed that, you know. Now to somebody who is near and dear to our ET family, Michael Yo. Michael interviewed some of the biggest celebs, but his real passion has always been stand-up comedy. So he took his shot and auditioned for America's Got Talent. But just seven days after what seemed like his big break, Michael was fighting for his life. When you were in the hospital, what was your scariest moment? It was a moment where everybody ran in the room. I couldn't control my body and they were trying to calm me down. I was in so much pain. Morphine lasted about five seconds and the pain was back. That's how bad I was. And I honestly thought I was gonna die in that moment. I literally spit up blood. Look, I made it through so far. I even typed like final words to my wife and kids because I wanted them to remember me by something. Michael spent eight days isolated in the COVID ward of the hospital in March, unable to see his family. Three months later, Michael's made a full recovery. I got to give it up to my wife, man. She's amazing. She held it down with two kids. And, yeah. and big shout out to all the frontline workers and essential workers risking their lives every single day for us. When you're 20, you can work out on all the machines in the gym. Everything. I'm older. I can't do that. I'm on the elliptical. <laughs> yeah. Now Michael's taking his dream of being a stand-up comic to the AGT stage. He made it past the first round with the judges last night. The episode was shot before Michael got sick, but after production banned audiences due to COVID-19. Kevin, to finish and get a standing ovation by wow. all the judges with no audience was probably, it, it was probably the, the most moving moment of my life. We cannot wait to follow him on his journey. You know, just like Michael, the cast and crew at NCIS are like family. So when some of the old school fan favorites decided to get together for an online reunion, of course, we had to be there. And boy, was it a wild one. Let me turn my camera back on. <laughs> How do I turn the camera back on? I bet Polly can't even find her Zoom email. Oh my God. <laughs> Polly's like, oh, she has the greatest attitude. She came in sideways. 
So it'll go like this, so that we, so she doesn't feel awkward. <laughs> Kevin, can you believe that this is happening? We I can't believe all the people I see right now. It's crazy. I mean, the band is back together, y'all, right now. It's been 15 years since this NCIS group's been together. Michael, Pauly, and Sasha have all moved on to their own shows, but Brian and Rocky will be back for season 18 of TV's number one drama. We've witnessed the chemistry between this cast since our first visit on the set in 2003. He's a professional. She is. I'm so emotional right now. I want to kiss every one of you, and not in a creepy way. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to miss how- this. I got stuck in traffic, and I was supposed to be at a location, so... I pulled off now. There's a there's a really nice police officer waiting for me to get off this call, so he's gonna write me up. <laughs> and then all my cheat sheets, which you know, I stick on other actors. Michael, you were the like you're the court jester, man. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I'm wearing my penalty mask now. <laughs> Paulie put the reunion together for a good cause to help raise money for Project Angel Food, which provides food to people impacted by serious illness. Every single time, I've reached out to you guys, you guys say yes. And we're all here because of her. I'm hoping that people see that and they say, wow, that's really worthy. Group hug. Group hug. Group hug, guys. <laughs> How fun was that? Well, from a reunion to a childhood return. Oh, babysitter's club. The wildly popular books, now a new TV series, why it's being called near perfect television. <laughs> Very funny. Then imagine planning your wedding without your spouse knowing in just days. Each wedding was within a week. The Say I Do series that's super binge-worthy. How do you feel about getting married at the end of the week? Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Welcome back. The creators of Queer Eye have a new Netflix series streaming today that will tug at your heartstrings. Say I Do follows three experts who help couples get engaged and plan a fairy tale wedding all in the span of a week. I think it is a joy ride. We're doing this this weekend. Are you kidding me? The show is about love. Will you marry me and make me the happiest man? It's fun. It would be great to surprise her. No! It's fast-paced. Each wedding was within a week. 7,000 rollers! Here you three fairy godfathers roll up into the scene. Three small gay men with a lot of hair. Slight panic attack, but we'll work <laughs> The Say I Do dream team, interior designer Jeremiah Brent, chef Gabe Bertaccini, and stylist Ty Wynn. Now, Ty, have you had to create masks or gloves to go with Gowns these days? Yes. Yes. Gloves, yes. Masks, they wanted the beaded lace. We turned this negative thing into a positive thing, and it's beautiful. The show was shot last fall, wrapping just months before the pandemic hit. Advice for all the couples who had to put their weddings on hold? Here you have an amazing opportunity. The opportunity is to review everything you have done to make sure that it fits the idea of who you are and it also fits the guest. And of course, you gotta enjoy family time. Jeremiah's doing that with his husband, fellow designer, Nate Burkus, and their two kids. We're getting to do all of these things that I don't know if we would have had the opportunity this way before, like teaching Poppy how to ride a bike, teaching her how to swim. That's the part of this all that we're trying to find the beauty in. Always important to look for that silver lining. All right, well, since we are in this wedding frame of mind, let's celebrate a star couple's one-year anniversary. It's 
no secret that we have a big age difference. 70-year-old David Foster on why it works with his 36-year-old wife, Catherine McPhee, and his one major career regret. That show. Then the Babysitter's Club books, now a Netflix show. Only we're on set. It's iconic. It was just such a big part of my childhood. Legendary music producer David Foster has worked with the biggest names in the business. Well, the eternally youthful 70-year-old just celebrated his one-year wedding anniversary with his 36-year-old wife, Catherine McPhee. Oh, and he knows what you're probably thinking, but he also knows why his relationship works. There's 10 things that can bring a marriage down. One of them is an age difference, and it's no secret that we have a big age difference. Our other nine things of the 10 are really solid and, and uh, she's very evolved. It's just the truth. And for anyone who still has questions about their 34 year age difference, tune into David's new Netflix documentary, Off the Record, streaming now. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. It'll be the deepest relationship we've ever had. The 16 time Grammy winner is also dropping behind the scenes secrets about some of the biggest hit makers he's worked with. You mentioned that, Celine. You went and found her. Yeah, I traveled uh, to Montreal. But I could not believe that David Foster was going to come and hear me sing. She was performing in a tent. I did uh, have her come to LA, and we had this great run of a decade of hits together. David also produced Whitney Houston's iconic hit, From the Bodyguard. You and Kevin Costner kind of had a little back and forth. You hated the acapella arrangement at first, right? So I'll go. I said to him, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Then I'm going to do another version where I put music around it. And then I was standing there and she went, if I, if I. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, and he was right. I first met David at a recording session in the uh, 70s. You're a young guy but you made your moment with Barbara Streisand. In true David Foster fashion, being the little manipulator that I was, <laughs> she didn't like the arrangement, lunchtime came, and I sat in the corner playing the way I thought it should be. Let's do it the way this guy was playing it. She calls you up and is like, David, I want you to produce the album. And you're like, what? Who is this? How'd you get this number? <laughs> but there is one production David wishes people would forget. You're on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What I want to say is, hey, I got 16 Grammys, okay, I've sold half a billion records, that show. I think my reasoning behind it was do everything you can, try everything you can, experiment, and experience everything that you can, life is short. Well, I guess you can check it off the old bucket list, David, right? <laughs> Moving on to Alicia Silverstone. She's living out a lot of her childhood dreams right now, joining the Babysitter's Club reboot, but she's not the only one. Hi, we're the Babysitter's Club. Call us if you need us. It was just such a big part of my childhood, and it's so awesome to get to be a part of it and incorporate it in mortgage childhood. The reboot hits Netflix Friday and is based off the books that were wildly popular in the 80s and 90s. The streaming series is set in present day, but expects some retro touches. Are you sure this thing actually works? The Etsy shop I bought it from said it's fully operational. 
I read the books growing up in elementary school and I just fell in love with them. My elementary school had scholastic book fairs every year. Oh my gosh, I loved the book fair. It was awesome sauce. <laughs> I remember just little nine-year-old Shay getting so excited with my coin purse, like running down to the auditorium during lunch. So obviously I was introduced to those books and I love them so much. <laughs> The revival is more diverse than the original series and is all about female empowerment, two reasons some critics are already calling the show near-perfect kids' television. We were more than a club. We were best friends. The series is about, you know, being inclusive and being friends. How were you all able to bond on set and did you bond off set? We became friends like that and we clicked so well. We keep in touch with uh, FaceTime, you know, group chats and social media. We're all like our own little BSC family now. And even though the books have been adapted for the screen before, a short-lived TV series in 1990 and a feature film in 1995. Facers Club. Netflix hopes these new adventures of Christy, Marianne, Claudia, Stacy, and Dawn will appeal to a whole new generation and their parents who will recognize Alicia Silverstone as Christy's mom. Just the techniques and stuff she uses and the way she like acts is just, it's sort of like breathtaking. Christy, I know how much you like to be in control. When I found out that Alicia Silverstone was gonna be my mom in the show, I was ecstatic. My daughter's so sassy and my character wants her to be a feminist. You know, it really wants her to understand her, her power and her worth. You are such a strong woman, Christy. And she gives her a lot of sass back. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> All right, coming up, Candace Cameron Bure and her daughter Natasha on their family TikTok obsession and why they're celebrating Christmas in July. Next. Hey everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The ET Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Need a little festive fun? Well, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries is celebrating Christmas in July. Re-airing favorite holiday films plus some new ones. Candace Cameron Bure worked with her daughter Natasha on Switched for Christmas, and I got to Zoom with them. I'm glad that people love Christmas that much because <laughs> at times it's overwhelming for me. I'm headed up to Canada soon to start my ninth Christmas movie. What can you tell us about this movie? It's a nod to The Wizard of Oz, which is my favorite movie. There's no place like home. Who are you playing? Well, <laughs> her name's Darcy. Okay. If you had a sentence to sum up why people should go and watch everything Hallmark has to offer in July, what will they love about it? Because it's Christmas in July. Because everyone loves Christmas. Who doesn't want to watch Christmas all year long? If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts.